You are tuned into CKUT 90.3 FM in Montreal. Today on the program, uh, we are going to be speaking with Karen Nine Fingers, uh, who is a tattoo artist, an artist, an illustrator um, from the city, uh, who actually chose um, this first piece of music we heard, uh, which was by Nick Hakim. Vincent Tyler was the uh, piece that we heard. Thank you, Nick Hakim, for that. Um, and we have a discussion that's going to happen here in studio, but I'll just say good morning first. Good morning. Hey. How are you? I'm, I'm super well, right, thanks. Right thanks on. for having me here. Hey, thanks for being here. Um, sun shining today? Yeah, kind of, kind of. sort of. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, so I, I've, I've become familiar with your work on bodies that you've tattooed. Uh, you share it also on different social media platforms, very striking images. Um, uh, usually, I'm maybe not always, but there's there. It's a black ink uh, style, um, and so I guess it's hard to describe visuals on the radio. But um, it seems like there there must have been a very um, sort of uh, pro like a long process that developed that led to where you are now. So maybe if you could describe a bit about your style that like some things that are important to you and also some ways that it developed because you have such a very particular Karen nine fingers style. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, well, I have a background in drawing and printmaking. Um, and I think that I wanted to develop a style that, uh, sort of reflected, uh, the feeling of printmaking. Um, and I think that uh, tattooing really helped translate that well just because of the treatment of positive and negative space uh, and the fine line work and sort of a feeling of etching or um, relief print. Yeah. Uh, also, tattooing, like printmaking, is very process heavy. Like you don't have uh, the immediate translation between uh, the idea and the final finished product, like the final work of art. Sure. So there's a lot of steps that happen um, in between. Uh, and I guess I, I don't know. I love nerding out on that kind of stuff. So um, it it's been a practice that's worked really well for me. That's really. Um uh, interesting. You mentioned relief prints and sort of, I, I actually, that after you mentioned that, I think about your style and I think about some of those, um, leftist sort of, um, relief prints from, from Europe in the early 1900s. I think Definitely. You know, that yeah. was an influence on you. Uh, I mean, relief print like internationally has been yeah. a huge inspiration yeah, okay. for me mm -hmm. throughout my whole career I guess as an artist mm -hmm. um, and actually that's how we met mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. I did a an image for you in Lino for the one of your zines for Free City Radio. Yes, so. yes. Thank you so much for doing that. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. So um, there's a relationship between um, uh, obviously what you do as a visual artist, as an illustrator, as a drawer and the tattoo uh, process. Um, you talked about that relationship between positive and negative space but how did that translation happen over time like going from being a visual artist to becoming a tattoo artist um well it's interesting because i don't have a super romantic story about becoming a tattoo artist um and 
in some ways I wish I did, but there's not a lot of people who have a romantic story that brought them to their current job. Um, yeah, I finished art school and I was doing some woodworking, which I had yeah. done prior to um, entering art school. Yeah. And I was just looking for a way to continue uh, creative practice and to be paid for it. Um, yeah. I had always been tattooed and always loved tattoos, but um, maybe because of kind of traditional tattoo culture, I'd never been attracted to the idea of being a tattoo artist. Okay. Um, but now, since you know, probably the last decade, there's been a a new um, movement of tattoo artists that come from different backgrounds that aren't just white, cis, hetero uh, males uh -huh. doing tattoos. And that sort of brought me into getting excited about the idea of tattooing. And it's been an amazing fit. I absolutely love what I'm doing. I love working with people. I love developing their ideas with them. Um, and I love drawing for a living, and I feel very grateful to be able to do that. Well, it seems that there's this relationship you have between the people you work with and uh, what ends up becoming a tattoo. Um, and it seems, at least from from just sort of following your work and looking at your work, there's this sort of sharing that takes place. Um, could you share uh, share with us uh, a bit about how that happens and? how people's ideas end up translating through your drawing into a tattoo. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, getting tattooed can be a super important experience for a lot of people. Um, a lot of people choose to be tattooed or choose a particular image to mark an important event or person uh, or idea in their lives. Um, and. I feel very honored to be a part of that process. Uh, so I try to give utmost care and respect to like every interaction that I have with my clients. Um, I look at it, at least for some people, uh, some of my interactions, I look at it as a kind of uh, ritual to mark, um, you know, the permanent marking of their bodies to like represent this event or this person. Um, and it's also, it can be an act of self-care for people. So for me, it's really exciting to, that people approach me to be a part of this, uh, this gesture. Um, yeah, I've heard a lot of people who have stories like me who, you know, I was first tattooed about 20 years ago and I did not have a good experience, my first experience being tattooed. Um, and I've heard countless stories from clients that have similar experiences of not, you know, of artists not asking, asking for their consent before they do certain things or just generally not being respected for their ideas or their needs. Um, and for me and my studio, um, it's absolutely important that my clients are respected every step of the way through the process. Um, it can feel very, very vulnerable for a lot of people to be tattooed, um, especially if they're people who have bodies that are underrepresented in tattoo culture um, or in society at large. So uh, again, I give a lot of care to you know all of those interactions that I have with my clientele. So somebody will sort of um, contact you and they, they have an idea about 
an event or a place or a person, an idea that is important to them. And then, then you'll sort of have a dialogue. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So people contact me and then we'll have a con consultation and discuss their idea. And, um, then there'll be a bit of back and forth while I, we develop the drawing together and then they come in and I'll tattoo them. Wow. Wow. How, how does it feel to be like part of these moments in people's lives? Oh, again, it's such a, an honor. I mean, just having somebody wear my drawing on their bodies for the rest of their lives is, you know, I, I feel hugely grateful for that. Wow. 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 Um, and uh, also, um, your drawings, I get the sense that there's this relationship and this dialogue with the people that you work with, obviously. But um, also, it feels uh, in some of the pieces that you're reflecting on your experience in society. Uh, I've, I've met you before at different um, demonstrations for social justice issues, um, being on the streets to... Uh, express uh, support, you know, for, for people voicing um, um, demands for their rights. Um, does of that relationship you have with um, being part of, a, a, of an effort in this city to try to give voice to these particular issues or different issues for social justice, uh, does that landscape or that environment influence you as an artist? Yeah, definitely. Um... I'm very inter interested in environmental justice. Uh, I grew up in a rural area and I've spent long periods of my life in a rural area and in the wilderness. Um, so I'm very interested in biodiversity. Uh, so if you look at a lot of my work, it includes different species of animals, medicinal plants, uh, landscapes, and in the process of drawing those, uh, it's really interesting for me because I get to learn more about uh, the diversity of species that I'm drawing, but I also hope um, that people who are looking at my work uh, can get interested in those species as well. And I mean, more than now, more than ever, I think we need to connect to the natural world and we need to find connection and respect yeah. for it. Um, you know, before it's too late. <laughs> yeah, I get the sense looking at some of the plants, especially that you've drawn or leaves of plants, um, that there's this honor and respect that you show and illustrate for this amazing variant of a part of our natural world. Definitely. Um, I'm really interested in plant medicine, and I think it's yeah something that we could all learn more about um, and pretty much all of the plants that I draw have medicinal properties mul multiple medicinal properties and it's it can be I don't know I see it as a healing process to up, you know apply that to a person's body because in a lot of ways it can represent for them a part of them that needs to be healed wow wow Thanks for sharing that. We're in studio on Free City Radio with uh, Karen Ninefingers, uh, who is an artist. You can follow that uh, name on Instagram if you'd like to look it up. Um, and uh, Karen uh, has been uh, working on art and tattoo art in the city for some time. Um, and uh, yeah. It's uh, really great to have you in studio. Um, so I'm sure that there's um, a lot of 
different artists, but also artistic moments in, in different parts of history in the world that have influenced you are um, both in tattoo world, but also in art in general. Obviously, there's a relationship between those uh, spheres. Um, but are there artists that, that have been important for, for you? Uh, I mean, you talked really profoundly just uh, maybe five, ten minutes ago about that sort of shift that's happened in tattoo culture between like this very thing that actually always scared me about tattoo <laughs> culture where it's you feel like it's a very specific space and um, uh, culture that maybe if you don't feel connected to it makes you feel like tattoos are off limit or something there's a shift towards other folks doing tattoos and especially stick and poke um, a more diverse um, expression of, of tattoo culture Definitely. Yeah, it's again, it's so exciting to be a part of a group of people who are forging an entirely new culture uh, where all kinds of artists and bodies are being represented in that culture. Uh, I guess for me, uh, to go along with that, I'm really attracted to artists who uh, whose style reflects something different than um traditional tattoo culture, uh, a style that maybe reflects their own artistic practice or else some kind of spiritual practice. Um, there's a few local artists that, in particular, that I'm super interested in right, right now. Um, I don't know if you know Marigold Santos, but she's an incredible visual artist who's based here and in Calgary. Uh, she has a very dynamic art practice that has now um, started to integrate her tattoo practice. Um, and I think she's done a really good idea or really good um, job at uh, bridging the gap between tattoo practice and contemporary art. Um, her most recent show, which I've only unfortunately been able to see through social media, has included some of her tattoo work in it. Cool. And uh, that's nice. really exciting. Um, and there's really sort of no sign of what you would imagine traditional tattooing to be in her tattoo work like it feels very much like contemporary drawing wow. um nice so yeah it's really beautiful so that's one one artist i'm always super excited to to see more work of um another one is charlene bataille she's a, a queer uh fat positive tattoo artist who has a style that is unlike any other tattoo artist i've seen uh she's a painter and she still does a lot of mural work um and sculptural work uh her tattoos are super colorful bold there's tons of pop culture references in them it's very painterly it's it's, she makes super wobbly lines, like it completely rejects everything that, um, you know, you would typically see in traditional tattooing. Um, and also thematically, she tattoos a lot of um, fat and queer bodies and uh, strange animals and a lot of sort of surreal um, situations. And I don't know, it's her tattoo work is really playful and fun, and uh, I really enjoy looking at it. Um, yeah, she's had a lot of backlash, actually, because she's self-taught and because she's, you know, unapologetically queer and fat. And, and for that reason, uh, she's also developed a huge following and has become hugely popular to people who 
don't see themselves represented in uh, traditional tattoo culture. Wow, wow. So yeah, you can check her out on Instagram wow. too. She's pretty amazing. Both those references you just brought up seem like, uh, in a way, really illustrate a point that you uh, put forward um, about being part of this moment. Mm-hmm. And like being part of this process of like creating a new um, artistic uh, uh, sort of network and ambiance for people to flourish in. Definitely. Yeah. And, you know, I, you see that more and more in the contemporary art world as well, which is really exciting. Like nobody cares about what just straight white men have to say anymore. You know, we want to have everyone's voices heard. Mm-hmm. How does it feel for you as an artist to be part of this sort of shift in culture? Um, has, uh, and it, I really appreciated the fact that you mentioned two local artists who are your contemporaries as inspirations. I, I really uh, take that to heart. Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's really exciting to feel like I have a place in the art world. Um, you know, again, growing up in rural Ontario in the 80s as a queer kid who never really fit in. I don't know. It the art world never seemed like a place that would be welcoming to me. Um, so it's really nice to feel like, at least from my clientele, that I have respect and recognition. Um, it one one thing I, I in terms of following your work, which I do, and every time I see a new drawing, I, I'm I'm excited and happy, um, and into it and inspired there's uh one thing i noticed which i just wanted to mention um and i i'd sent that in the questions beforehand was just how like focused and organized you are as an artist <laughs> which i really appreciated um i, I guess i guess uh, it just speaks to like this sort of um work ethic and this focus um while you also do give space in in what you've said before and in your work i can tell from the subject matter of your drawings to self-care and to basically like sustainability you also as an artist are very like focused on like uh that sort of work ethic and you seem to have like a a view or a goal uh, of keep how to keep this going Uh, yeah yeah yeah. well i'm i'm glad it seems that way (laughs) um Well, yeah, I mean, I think for myself and for a lot of artists and self-employed people, it's like a constant battle to have to sort of create a schedule and a structure that is sustainable um, in terms of self-care and your own wellness, but also in terms of financial sustainability. Um, I think my background uh, as a woodworker and also my experience going through art school uh, really helped me um, develop a good sense of time management, you know, just learning how to work well alone and without any sort of accountability. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's I have to say it's tricky to always be motivating yourself, but um, yeah, I I, th- I would say that it just takes practice, you know, a lot of yeah. trial and error. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like I'm, I've found a schedule and a structure that works well for me now, but it's always sort of evolving. Um, and for me, that involves having a really strict schedule. You know, it's like as simple as that. Um, you know, I don't work at home. I only work at my studio. 
I take days off, I take vacations, I take baths, I go to therapy, <laughs> I exercise, you know, I try and eat well. I feel like all of those things, you know, contribute to having a sustainable and sort of healthy working life. As an independent working artist, I, I get the sense also that like there's a process there. It doesn't all happen at once. It's a slow build. Um, and it seems like sometimes there's this idea that things just sort of happen all at once. But I, I can see from like having followed your work for a number of years, there's this like long term grassroots process. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I think it's a lifelong process. Mm -hmm. You know, I started woodworking in 2001 and that was sort of the beginning, mm -hmm. you know, of working, being a creative yeah. worker. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, again, I think it's, it's, it takes your whole life to, mm -hmm. to really work it all out. Definitely. Wow. Um, Karen, thank you for being here. Oh, thanks to yeah, you. It's, it's been really nice to be here. Yeah, it's been a great discussion. Um, if people are interested in contacting you about your work or, or, or even just looking up your work, um, what are ways that people could view what you're doing um, if, if they are interested? Uh, well, more than anything, you can follow me on Instagram uh, at, at karen.9.fingers. Uh, also, my studio that I run uh, collaboratively with Lucy uh, is at Catalpa Studio. Uh, the studio's name is Catalpa. Um, and all of my contact information is on my Instagram account. Thanks so much for coming in today. Thanks to you. Yeah, really appreciate it. We've been in the studio with Karen Ninefingers, uh, who is a visual artist, uh, illustrator, tattoo artist uh, in Montreal. Uh, amazing work. Really encourage you to um, check that um, that entire effort and process out uh, on the places that were just mentioned. Karen dot Ninefingers. Dot, excuse me, Karen.9.fingers on Instagram. Uh, this has been Free City Radio on CKUT 90.3 FM in Montreal. Uh, do stay tuned. The uh, XX files are coming up in just a few minutes. Community Art Sale at Casa del Popolo, a solidarity event to support the Ghanaian community struggle against deportations. Tuesday, March 5th, 5 to 8. This event is a benefit poster art sale to support a current campaign taking place in Montreal against the deportation of refugees from Guinea-Kanakri. An original silkscreen poster designed by artist Christine Francis to support this campaign will be on sale. Also, musical selections by CKUT radio host DJ Rhythm and Hughes. That's Tuesday, March 5th. 5 to 8 p.m. at Casa del Popolo, 4873 Saint Laurent, Montreal. Info, howlarts.net. This is a CKUT Radio co-presentation.